Hello and welcome to a special Laps Gamer Radio Extrasode. I am your host Mark Hamer and in this episode we'll be discussing the 2016 edition of the now annual end of year gaming events, Jeff Keighley's Game Awards Extravaganza and the PlayStation Experience. Here to help me trawl through the results and the news and to help me clean Jeff Keighley's drool off Hideo Kojima are LGR stalwarts Andy Pidietsky and Adam Ducker. Alright. Good evening. So, uh, we'll start off with the Game Awards because that was the first one happening last Thursday um, at time of recording. So, uh, did I, did either of you got, like guys stay up to watch it? I know it was probably more uh, suitable time yeah, yeah, for you, Adam. Yeah, it started at like 9 o'clock for me, so it was pretty uh, reasonable. So yeah, I watched it live as it was happening, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was on. It, it was on like Thursday night and didn't start till like one, one o'clock, one or two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was two o'clock. Yeah, and then would have gone until like four o'clock, and it's like there was no fucking way I was going to be able to get into work after that. Not all So um, I watched like a highlight reel and read through the results afterwards. Um, so I guess we could quickly run through the the winners. So. Um, Game of the Year, well, we'll run through, run through everything, we'll run through the big ones. So, Game of the Year went to Overwatch. Um, can't really argue with that, personally. No. I mean, it was up against some tough competition. The Doom was in there, Inside, which is like the indie darling of the year. Titanfall 2, which is an outstanding game. And uh, Uncharted 4, which is brilliant as well. Yeah, only thing um, that's so worth knowing is a multiplayer game, which is a bit unusual. These, I feel like yeah. multiplayer games get short shrift in kind of Game of the Year discussions, so it's cool that... It, Rose above that kind of, you so to speak. I think that like any other year it would have gone to Uncharted 4, yeah. probably. Yeah. Or maybe mm. Doom. Um but they like they usually they tend to like to give it to like sort of slightly more highbrow story driven things rather than like a, a big dumb well dumb's the wrong <laughs> word to, to, to use, but you know what I mean, like a, a big colourful multiplayer shooter. Yeah. Um so that was nice to see. Um Overwatch also picked up the winner for best game direction. Uh, I don't know what the what the what the specifications were for being able to what, what they were looking at in best no, game direction. But I'm not really sure um, either. Uh, again, Naughty Dog in there for Uncharted 4, Respawn for Titanfall 2, id Software for Doom, and then Dice got a mention for Battlefield 1. Um, probably because they actually made a decent campaign for once. <laughs> but there you go. Um, Best narrative went to uh, Uncharted 4. Uh, I haven't played any of the games in this category, but uh, from what I understand, it was up against some tough competition in Firewatch and Inside. Like mm. Firewatch appears to have some problems, but the narrative is supposed to be yeah. very, very good. Mm-hmm. And th- the same with, with Inside. Mafia 3, I don't know much about the story, but apparently it's pretty good. And Oxen 3, I know nothing about. Some like 2D narrative-based... Kind of like a Telltale game, but in 2D, I think. That's all I know about it. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, best Art Direction, again, another tough category here. Uh, Inside won that, uh, up against uh, Uncharted 4 again, and Overwatch, uh, and Firewatch, and also Abzu, which I thought would probably, well, I, I thought would have been a shoe in to win that, because that game looks stunning. Yep, it looks different um, to anything else out there, doesn't it? Yeah. But then, Inside's got a very stark uh, yeah. visual style as well. It's you know it's very from what I've seen, it's very similar to um, oh god, their last game, uh, Limbo. Limbo, yeah, very similar art style to Limbo. Um, very stark, very lots of black and shades of grey and 
horrifying shadows. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, best music and sound design. Any other year would have been won by Battlefield One, I reckon, because Dice are the kings of sound design. Um, maybe not so much music, but like the, if you want to see the sound design, yeah. yeah. If you want to see really good sound design in the game, even something that's not a particularly good game like Battle Star Wars Battlefront, if you want to see a good sound design and play a dice game. Um, but as well as being up against Inside, Res Infinite, and uh, Thumper, uh, it was up against Doom, which is well, Id were doing it a long time before uh, Dice were, and uh, mm-hmm. they still know their sound design. Like I've only played the uh, I played the beta, the multiplayer beta, and then I played through the demo of like the first level of it um, with a big pair of headphones on, and it sounds incredible. Yep, agreed. Uh, and it's amazing. great yeah, music great as well. Job. Yep. It's got a very thumping industrial rock sort of soundtrack, yep. which is uh, very suitable. Yeah. It's not my take on it. Not my favourite type of music. But, it suits uh, that nah. sort of game, though. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, um, they had the guys performing it live on stage as well later on in the show. Yeah. Which is a pretty cool thing to watch. A bit mm. like how they've done Zelda things in the past and stuff. Yeah, I haven't cool. seen that. Yet. I'm gonna have to look that up. Best performance. Um, there was slightly more nominees in this one. Than some of the other ones. Um, winner was Nolan North's uh, Nathan Drake, or Nolan North's kind of like the master of that, at least in terms of like um, male um, video game voice actors and now motion capture actors as well. Uh, he was up against his uh, co-star in that game, Troy Baker, who played um, Sam Drake. Uh, Rich Summer as uh, Henry in, in uh, Firewatch. Um, I really like Rich Summer. He was really good in um, Mad Men, and um, I've heard him on a few podcasts and things. He's a very funny guy. And from what I've from what I've seen of Firewatch, the Firewatch his uh, his voice acting in that game was very good. Um, yeah, good in that. Yeah. Um, games for Impact. Uh, haven't played anything off this list. Uh, but the winner was uh, that dragon cancer, which is supposed to be pretty heavy. Yeah, um, I talked about it a while back in the show about how mm. it's it's hard to say it's a good game. So then, <laughs> I guess if it was going to win any award, it's this award. Like, yeah. it certainly has an it certainly has a lasting impact and like the chilling end. And mm. he even alluded to that. How thank you for like he said thank you for like accepting our story. It's not the story we wanted to tell. So he's fully. Like saying, yeah, it's not a great story, but unfortunately, it was our story, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think it's well deserved. Yeah, Honestly. video games don't always have to be fun, um, no. as long as they can affect you in another way. Um, and I guess if it yeah. if it tells a moving story, it doesn't have to be a particularly happy moving story. If it affects you, then um, it helps elevate Does video games job. above what yeah. they're perceived to be. Um, best indie game inside it was probably always going to be inside that's the indie darling of the year I mean again that was up against some tough competition that games like uh, Stardew Valley and Hyperlight Drifter and Firewatch and, and The Witness but you know um, everybody loves inside uh, best yep. mobile handheld game um, Pokemon Go well, we've said this many times before. Pokemon yeah. Go is not a good game. It's it's a phenomenon and it's kind of a fun distraction. It's not a good game, so I don't get why that one. That especially one's up against the monster a monster hunter game, and Fire Emblem. 
Um, and even Severed as well, yeah, Severed yeah. was really good. Yeah, Clash yeah, Royale fuck off though. <laughs> yeah, I'll admit I played that for longer than I should have done, and nah, it doesn't deserve to be on that. No, the free-to-play stuff, like the microtransaction stuff, is, yeah. is obtuse, too obnoxious. Yeah. Um, best VR game, uh, Res Infinite. Um, I mean, I haven't played any of these games, but no, I, you, you must have. You guys must have played Res in the past. That game's been around for forever. Yeah, played it on. Was it on Dreamcast originally? Yeah, it was on Dreamcast and PS1, yeah. and then I'm sure they brought it back on PS2 and PS3, and now PS4. I think you can still you can buy it on PS4, and it will you can play it not in normally. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can play it normally. Um, and yeah, I think that game still holds up. I mean, it was up against some tough games in here. But Batman Arkham VR is supposed to be good. Uh, Job Simulator is good, fun but short. And um, Thumper looks like a really good rhythm action game. Okay, so next up was Best Action Game, uh, which is won unsurprisingly by Doom. Um, but again, up against some tough competition Battlefield 1, Gears of War 4, Overwatch, and Titanfall 2. Um, Dishonored 2 won the Best Action Slash Adventure Game. Um, should have been Hitman. Um, that was up against, as well as Hitman, Hyperlight Drifter, Ratchet and Clank, and Uncharted 4. Um, Best RPG went to an expansion pack, which was surprising. It went to uh, oh, The yeah. Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, Blood and Wine expansion pack, uh, knocking out uh, Dark Souls 3, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, World of Warcraft Legion, which is, I guess, another expansion pack as well, and Xenoblade Chronicles Cross. Um, I've got to say, having played all of those apart from World of Warcraft Legion, Blood and Wine is probably better than all of them. It's Really? CD so that project. was the thing. So I thought it has to be really good. Yeah. To beat out all those like actual full games, but if you're saying it's that good, then I'll believe you. <laughs> In terms of narrative, it's not quite as strong as Hearts of Stone. Hearts of Stone told a really I say I was gonna say tight, but it's still fifteen hours long. But like a slightly <laughs> tighter story, like a Faustian tale. Um yeah. whereas Blood and Wine's tale is a, it's not quite as strong, but it's just like taking you out of the world that you've spent, you know, nearly a hundred hours in, in the main game, and putting you in like the the, the beautiful setting of Tucson, um, with like new places to explore and a whole cast of new characters, and uh, yeah, it's dead good. Um, okay. Best fighting game went to Street Fighter V, which is surprising because it's apart from like the diehard fans. Uh, it hasn't sold well. It was broken at launch. It's still missing stuff that was supposed to be in the game yeah. at launch. Some of the things that were supposed to be in the game they've given up on. Um, and it was up against uh, Killer Instinct Season 3, which by all accounts is supposed to be pretty solid. Uh, King of Fighters 14, I haven't played, don't really know much about. And Pokken Tournament, which um, people who played it on uh, the Wii U really love because it's kind of Tekken but with Pokemon characters. Um, yeah. So surprising Street Fighter 5 won that one. Um, Civilization 6 picked up the award for best strategy game. Um, you know, Civ is brilliant, so I can't really argue with that. Even if it was up against uh, XCOM 2. And um, Andy, have you played Total War Warhammer? No, not yet. You know. um, I've got, I need a PC yet. I've got my game. Yeah. PC. 
Uh, but that's so. supposed to be really good. I haven't played the Banner Saga yeah. 2, but, but the first Banner Saga is really good. And uh, my girlfriend is hopelessly addicted to Fire Emblem Fates. So again, strong competition, but you can't ever bet against a Civilization game, really. Um, best family game went to Pokemon Go. It's not a game. Moving on. Um, <laughs> best sports or racing game, Forza Horizon 3. Like, no real competition to be honest it was up against this year's FIFA, this year's MLB this year's NBA, this year's Pro Evo and uh, by all accounts it's probably the best racing game in years um, for Horizon 3 so yeah. probably the best of the series from from uh, what I've heard yeah I yeah, I, mm. prefer, I think it's the best of the Horizon series and perhaps even the best of like Forza in general to be honest I'm sure there's yeah. some that will think 6 is better but for me this is the best one easily yeah that's what yeah. seems to be the general uh, consensus yeah. um, best multiplayer game went to Overwatch uh, can't really argue with that again like, more tough competition Titanfall 2 Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege which is really good fun if you've got a group of people to play with Overcooked which is the most fun I've had with a couch cup game in years uh, Gears of War 4 which is you know it's more gears you know what you're getting with that is good uh, and Battlefield 1 so um, well done Overwatch yeah. uh, most anticipated game which is a bullshit award that just helps <laughs> yeah. push on the hype train went to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wilds beating out New God of War Horizon Zero Dawn Mass Effect Andromeda and Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, trending game of- uh, oh sorry, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say the worst part of that is is the footage they showed off for Breath of the Wild. They showed some stuff pre-show which looked pretty good, and the stuff they showed off during the show looked abysmal. Like, they had poor frame rate, and they were just like wandering around, not doing a lot. So they didn't really do much to show off why it was most anticipated. To be honest, I'm um, guessing this yeah. this is one of the ones that's voted for by the public. Um, yes, and as yeah, much yeah. as people are like going crazy in excitement for Red Dead Redemption 2 and Mass Effect Andromeda um, there are armies of crazy yeah. Zelda fans out there I'm one of them yeah. so <laughs> uh, Trending yeah, Gamer another rather silly award that goes to up and coming YouTube stars uh, Boogie2988 winning that over Angry Angry Joe Show Jack Septicai who's a prick and Lyric and I've never heard of him and Danny O'Dwyer who is the only one out of those lot who I would say does genuinely good video game content. He does like mini video game documentaries rather than just sitting yeah. in front of a camera and talking or just playing video games or making silly screaming noises and laughing a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Best fan creation. Uh, they didn't pick that, did they? Uh, best esports nope. player. Don't care. Best esports team. Don't care. Best esports game. Overwatch. Great. Uh, yeah, so that's the end of the awards. Uh, there was some news as well. Most of it was not particularly great, but there were some interesting things. Um, Telltale's Walking Dead Season 3 is going to launch with the first two episodes going out at the same time instead of the usual one. Um, but it'll probably still take them longer than expected to bring out the rest of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> they showed some more gameplay from Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, apart from some complaints people had about the um, facial animations and lip syncing looking a little bit off. Uh, which the developers addressed and said that they're still polishing that stuff. And they'll be polishing it right until the game goes to cert. Um, apart from that, looks impressive. Um, there was a Halo Wars 2 trailer. Um... Some more Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild footage. 
they announced uh, Spectral Torment, which is a prequel for Shovel Knight, um, and more Shovel Knight is always a good thing. Yep. Um, what else happened? Nolan North had a little dig at the uh, voice actors who were striking at the moment, which is a bit of a dick move, but yeah, there you go. Uh, Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy episode of Gaming is coming out next year, um, or at least starting to come out next year. Um, we saw a new trailer for Death Stranding, which made no more sense than the first trailer, no. to be honest. Guillermo del Toro's really in up. it, um, yeah. and he was holding a weird like vase thing, like glass case thing with a baby in it. Um, and then there was a group of soldiers headed by um, Mads Mikkelsen. Yep. I can't really say anything more about that. It looks insane. Go and check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Still no idea what the fuck that game's about. Well, no. I heard even Mads doesn't even know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, he's um, in it, so... Yeah. I'm sure um, Guillermo del Toro doesn't know either. He just he just trusts Kojima. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of Kojima, oh my god. Right, so last year at the Game Awards, <laughs> when um, Kojima was... Forbidden from accepting an award for Metal Gear Solid 5 um, due to legal reasons with his ongoing dispute with uh, Konami. Um, <laughs> yeah, so last year when the, when the award, Keith Southern goes up and gets the award and says a few little bits and pieces, and then Jeff Keighley was like, uh, Kojima wants to be here, but he, he's legally forbidden to do so. Konami's lawyer said he wasn't allowed to come. And there was lots of booing from the crowd, and Jeff Keighley was kind of like candid and said, like, we really want him to be here, and... You know, it's pretty rubbish that Konami won't let him be here. Um, and so this year he got like, like a hero's entrance. Um, <laughs> it was quite triumphant, but then Jeff Keighley probably took it a little bit too far. He went full on notice me senpai and was almost down on his hands and knees kissing uh, Kojima's feet. Not um, something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, this is a family podcast, Andy. Is it? Um, <laughs> are, are, we, are we rated R? No. No, we're not. <laughs> no, no, I think we are. I think at this point we probably are. I've sworn <laughs> on this podcast. Um, fuck Konami. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was, it was weird. That thing was weird. But then, one thing I don't get is I remember around the time it's not unusual for Japanese companies apparently to do this kind of thing and put like employees on gardening leave and stuff and. Um, Still have them on the payroll and then kind of dictates and then no it's not unusual in japan it's just kind of unusual it's it's not we don't hear about it very often mm. then in the kind West. of thing who are we to or who is jeff keely to take such an extreme stand on it mm. kind of you could almost say he's kind of being a bit disrespectful to like japanese business practice kind of mm. i don't know i just found the whole thing really weird yeah, it happens in other, other forms of business. I know some of my wife's yeah. bosses have been put on gardening leave. I know my mate was put on gardening leave for about eight months. But if that person oh. had been nominated, well, had won an award, um, would they be strictly ah. forbidden for going and accepting that award? Yeah, I don't know. That's... So my dad was put on gardening leave before he retired in the casino industry. And he didn't go to their Christmas party slash awards thing because he was told not to. It was kind oh, of really similar. <laughs> and then he just met he met them all afterwards and just went for a drink with them instead. Fair enough. So I guess um, it does happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess it, it, yeah, it does. It it does happen a lot in in Japan. They have weird business practices, but yeah. lots of the stuff that went on there was like, you know, giving uh, game developers janitorial jobs and things like that to try and force yeah. them to quit rather than having to fire them and things like that. And it's generally accepted, I guess, that that after the success that Kojima had brought Konami with the Metal Gear series, it was kind of a shitty way for the relationship to end. Um, yeah. But his triumphant return to the Game Awards this year was just a little <laughs> bit over the top. <laughs> yeah. It was it was way further than Sony went um, at E3 with him walking down a like little a staircase of lights. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a bit ridiculous. Um, so what else? Anything else happen? Uh, I think that was about it, really. That's most of the major stuff, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that was only really important stuff. Uh, okay, so we'll probably move on to the PlayStation experience, um, which was um, a little bit more exciting, I guess, in terms of uh, announcements. There were some things that people had been rumoured for years, uh, but we didn't know were actually going to happen. Um, oh, come on, NAC 2? What was always going to happen? Well, I was going <laughs> to say, that was, that was the biggest one. Did you see some of the reactions on Twitter? And it's like, um, no, I ain't seen it. Um, oh, it was it's pretty funny. It's like, I bet Naughty Dog felt really bad having to follow Knack Two and <laughs> things like that. Um, yeah, so Knack, the much maligned PlayStation Four launch platformer, is getting a sequel. Um, I imagine that's mainly because. Mark Cerny really wants it to happen because that was his game. Like uh, he helped, uh, like he helped build the PlayStation 4, mm. uh, the PlayStation 4 architecture, and Knack was the game that he kind of headed the development on to try and show off what the PlayStation 4 could do. And it turned out to be not a particularly good game. Some great particle physics and things like that, but not a particularly good game. So he's having to try and have another stab at it. This time it's got co-op, which you know could be fun. Um, I mean, it, sold, it would have sold pretty well because it was a launch title and PlayStation yeah. was selling out left, right, and centre. So it always would have because like there was nothing mm. else really. Um, uh, no, there wasn't a huge amount at launch. Mm. But, uh, yeah, no, it could be good. Um, Got to give it another chance. What else do we get? Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three is coming, or it already is available. It's already available on PS4. Great. Yeah. Um, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 4 is coming, and there's it's also Mar well, there's two. There's Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom, f or is it? Are they different, it's or is it the same thing? No, it's Infinite. It's not four. It's so it's Infinite. just Marvel vs. Yeah. Capcom. Oh yeah, it was just, people thought it was going to be four, but it's just mm. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, um, which is the new Marvel vs. Capcom fighting game. I'm rubbish at them, so I won't be getting it. But I did notice that afterwards, Capcom have started making noise about. Um, Probably making more of an effort to bring back some of their forgotten franchises, and yep. after the um, the shit show that was uh, Mighty Number no. Nine, um, maybe they'll make another Mega Man. Maybe, maybe it would be good. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Persona Five had another uh, story trailer, which I refuse to watch because I'm trying to stay as spoiler-free as possible for when that game finally comes out in uh, April. Now I think it was. Um, I think they've moved it to. 
Um, MLB The Show 17, yeah, whatever. Looks amazing, though. <laughs> looks amazing. I got it. Looks, it does it looks look amazing. very yeah. realistic, yeah. yeah. I've played but, 15, um, I think it was. I didn't get last year's, but I got 15. So I just yeah, don't get it. baseball, to be honest. Hit the ball as far as you can. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> Run around a uh, diamond. Uh, what else do we get? Um, King of Fighters 14 is getting a graphical polish update in January. Um, uh, that was most of the, the little things. Like the big stuff really was, I guess, like uh, a lot of stuff is coming back. Uh, Parappa the Rapper, Loco Roco, and Papaton are coming to PlayStation 4. Uh, I presume that they're all going to be Vita compatible as well. Like um, Geo Corsi came out on stage with a PlayStation Vita. It's like, holy shit, yep. there's a Vita <laughs> on stage at a PlayStation uh, conference, which hasn't happened for years. They usually kind of ignore the Vita as much as possible. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of games are coming out uh, from the PlayStation 1 era coming out now on uh, PS4 uh, and Vita. Um, I never played Papaton. Um, I've played Loco Roco Cocorecho, which was a PSP game, I think. Uh, on uh, I played that on uh, the PS3, and everybody's played Parappa the Rapper. Everybody loves Parappa the Rapper, so any excuse to play that again. Um, yeah, cracking game. What else do we get before we go on to the big one? Wipeout. Um, yes, Amiga Wipeout. Collection. All the good, like four Wipeout games. Uh, all coming to PlayStation 4, all re remades um, in 4K. Brand new soundtrack, unfortunately, they couldn't get the rights to the original um, soundtrack, so there'll be like no propeller heads and things like that, which is a bit of a shame, but the stuff that was in the um, trailer seemed quite appropriate to, mm. to a Wipeout game. Um, they announced that Lara Croft Go is coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita, and then when I went on the PlayStation Tour last night, it was on there and it was on offer, so I bought that to add to my collection of games to play after I've cleared my backlog. Backlog number the only two. The thing is, it's it. way more expensive than the phone version. Like the phone it version was, here is two dollars, and even on sale, it's still ten dollars on Vita. Uh, it so that's kind of put me off getting it. It's it's with new levels as well. I think it's like the same as it was with like when Hitman Go came out on PlayStation 4 and Vita, and it was like the complete collection. Okay. Um, like with the subsequent packs, because it was like Hitman Go, and then like um, bit uh, extra levels that were themed around missions from previous Hitman games. This one's got extra content um, added onto it, and it's like six pounds something over six pound twenty or something like that on. Um, with PS Plus on uh, on uh, PS4, so I picked that one up yesterday. Um, Let It Die, uh, they announced that weird game that's sort of like been teased in a few places. Um, they announced that it was available then and from then and there to download. Uh, why did you guys try that at all? Not yet. No. I've got it downloaded. No, but not interesting. Yeah, By I downloaded Suda it. Suda Fifty One, right? Yes, uh, Suda Fifty One oh. and Grasshopper Manufacture. Um, I downloaded it and I played like the first hour, um, so I kind of got a great idea of you know what it's all about because most of the first hour was taken up with a interesting tutorial. But it's kind of like a it's a free-to-play game and it's like a roguelike dungeon crawler, hacky slashy sort of thing with some Dark Souls elements thrown in there as well. Um, 
the way that like the enemies move and like appear out of like corridors off the, the side of your, your your main path and the fact that when you die your avatar wait I think you like you you lose all of the stuff that you had unless you can go and find your avatar and then kill them and then steal the stuff mm -hmm. back um, but then your avatar can appear in other people's games and vice versa and then if your avatar that died kills another player then you get a bonus and the whole thing seems really crazy um, not entirely sure how weighted it's going to be towards the microtransaction system um, I never really like free to play games so I don't know what that's going to be like I, I, I will, I'll put in a few more hours and see whether it's worth playing but it's free mm -hmm. so you know, give it a download and give it a try. It's definitely a Suda 51 game. I'll give it that. Yeah. So if it reminded me of um, Deadpool, but Deadpool like the character. What the uh, the death character, Uncle Death. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's interesting. He's got like 3D hypno sunglasses and rides around on a skateboard, and he's got a his scythe is also a golf club and. He's got a Russian accent and calls you senpai, and um, yeah, it's a bit odd. But you know, don't expect anything less from from Suda Fifty One and Grasshopper Manufacture. Um, so, as, as with every Suda Fifty One game, it's also got its slight mechanical quirks. It feels a bit clunky uh, graphically. It looks kind of like a last generation game as well. Um, but you know, it's free to play, so worth downloading and, and, and having a look. Um, Akuma is coming to Street Fighter 5 on December 20th, but not many people have got Street Fighter 5, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, oh. Crash Bandicoot remastered. Uh, they're bringing back, um, I don't know how many of the Crash Bandicoot games, but they're bringing back some Crash Bandicoot the games. Trilogy. They're bringing back the original, original trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. 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 So no Crash Team Racing, unfortunately. Um, no. Looks really good. Like they've done a lot of work to, you know, up the graphical quality of it from mm. quite starkly from what it was on uh, PlayStation 1 but it's still the same gameplay which was okay mm. back then um, yeah it kind of looks a little bit simplistic now when you look back on it mm. I wonder what we're going to do with the difficulty level because that was a bloody hard game it was yeah, yeah I remember the original yeah. game it was yeah. Solid, yeah. yeah so I wonder if we're going to make it easier or put more checkpoints in it because I think these, this name, the Wipeout trilogy, are more like testing the waters out of it, like seeing if they sell well, mm. let's put a new game out and brand new game out. Yeah, so. although um, Sony Liverpool, wasn't it, who did the Wipeout games? Mm. And they don't exist anymore, unfortunately. So I don't know who's doing the remaster of the Wipeout games. And it's definitely not Naughty Dog who's doing Crash Bandicoot because they're busy with... Uh, other things that we'll come to in a minute. It's um, Vicarious Visions, isn't it? That are doing it. Yeah. Oh yes, um, yeah. Vicarious me, Visions. Yeah. It makes me wonder though: is it going to be PlayStation exclusive? Because uh, Activision own Crash, um, and then I guess maybe through Skylanders, they've kind of built up some sort of brand recognition on other platforms. So it makes me wonder. Ooh. Just because not all these games are exclusive, like. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, they confirmed that afterwards, oh, it's coming to other stuff. But this one seems to be one they haven't mentioned yet, whether it's mm. going to come to anything else or not. I think it's an exclusive, from what I understand. Um, okay. so yeah, the Crash Bandicoot ins mm. Insane Trilogy, as it's listed at the moment, is only on PlayStation 4. Okay. So, I wouldn't um, be surprised, I just wondered. 
Yeah, I, I guess Sony probably would have thrown some money at it and said, like, let us publish a Crash Bandicoot mm. game on our platform, and Activision said, yeah. okay, we'll take the money. Call of Duty didn't sell as well as we thought it would this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other game that's coming back from the mists of time, probably part, at least partly thanks to constant nagging from the guys over at Giant Bomb, is uh, oh, yeah. Cult Hit Windjammers. Yep. Which is like an old oh god, what was it? What, it was Neo Geo, wasn't it? Neo Geo, yeah, yeah, sort of like top-down extreme frisbee um, arcade sort of game. Yeah, um, and it's got volleyball a, with frisbee throwing. <laughs> yeah, it's got a real die-hard mm. fan base who've been begging, like when Sony were doing the build the list thing, and like, what games do you want us to to bring out? That people have been begging it for ages, and like, apparently it was really complicated. Um, trying like trying to sort out the rights as to who owned mm. what aspects of that game but obviously somebody's been working hard behind the scenes because Windjammers is coming back on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita um, oh god. Oh god. Don't, yep. don't have a release date but that game looks fun I just hope that's online play to be honest yeah I think it did oh good um and then I guess those the big ones. So two big announcements from uh, Nino Kuni Two. Oh yeah, of course. Sorry, yeah, um, yeah, Nino Kuni Two. I mean, this wasn't an announcement because mm. there was a trailer at I was either E3 this year or the PlayStation Experience last year. But there was another uh, gameplay, yeah. sort of like gameplay and cutscene trailer sort of thing. Um, the first Nino Kuni. Um, well, Wrath of the Right Witch, technically the first Nino Kuni was the one that was on DS. Mm. And Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch was the one I played on uh, PlayStation 3. And that game is fantastic. If you like a good old school turn based combat style um, JRPG and you're a fan of Studio Ghibli films, then that, that game is absolutely mm. your thing. And um, Nino Kuni 2 looks to be continuing that. And yeah, it looks, looks absolutely stunning. Like, um, I can't wait to play a, that game like on on with the more powerful hardware um, because even on the PlayStation 3, uh, it 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 looked like you were playing a Studio Ghibli film, which you know, as a big fan of Ghibli, uh, the, uh, the Ghibli films, that was perfect for me. So really excited um, for that. Um, Drops Dreadnought by um, Jaeger. Oh yeah. There was a yeah. There was a few. Um, uh, VR title. So that game's already out on PC. Is it? I think. Or at least it's in early access right. on PC. Um, I signed up for a closed beta. Yeah, I did the... sign up for a beta. Of it. They look mm. good. Quite like the look of it. Seems. Um... Yeah. Oh yeah. There's yeah. Resident Evil Seven final demo that's available now. It's something that you can play in PlayStation VR if you really want to shit your pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, oh yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff I, I missed. Um, Destiny's getting a December update that brings back Sparrow Racing and adds in some more items and stuff and turns the um, the tower into a winter wonderland and you know it's, it's the usual sort of annual uh, like periodic free content update that they drop every now and then to try and get people to remember that Destiny still exists while they plug away at Destiny 2. Higher. Um, I don't know about that one. That one, that one's by Bastion, um, the Transistor creators, Supergiant Games. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Are they working on something else as well? 
I don't know. I saw the trailer for this. It looked quite interesting. Mm. Uh, m- multiplayer. I like the art style of it. Um, seems well, they've like, always um, had like really strong art style, like both yeah. Bastion and, and um, Transistor. Those games looked stunning. So, seems like a bit like Banner Saga. Oh, mm. one I did like the look of. Um, a bit reminded me of. Um, I haven't played it, but Journey and Ico was um, Vane. Right. Did you see that? It I was, didn't see that one, no. It's sort of set in a um, desolate um, sand landscape. And it was just. Hmm. It, all you saw was a bit of a trailer and there's um, some sort of raving off something flying by. But it's made up of a um, number of team, ex team Ico developers. So that right. was quite interesting. So. Okay. Well, now they've finally finished and shipped The Last <laughs> Guardian, I guess. <laughs> they've, got, they've got something else to do. Yeah. They've got some time. Now they've yeah. finished the game they've apparently been working yeah. on solidly for nine years. Um, anything else before we move on to the Naughty Dog stuff? Um, twin Stick Shooter, Next Machina? No. Ne- next Machina? Yeah. I didn't see that one no. either, though. Yeah, I, 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 I should say I haven't actually watched all of the, the conference, but then, then it was like it wasn't just a conference; it's like no. a two-day event, wasn't it? So there was stuff that was oh. announced afterwards. So I've missed quite a few little bits and pieces. Yeah. Oh, it's by it's by the guys, uh, the Resogun guy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. What are they called? Oh. House Mark. House yeah, Mark. Yeah. House. Resogun. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. So yeah. Um, Oh, hmm. yeah, this looks pretty cool actually. Just yeah. kind of screenshots of it. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Hmm. So, it's not so much of an hmm. arcade game. Looks really yeah. interesting. Um, um, in terms of anything else, uh, oh, Starblood Arena on the yeah. VR. Um, I don't know, I didn't see that. A bit more of Horizon Zero Dawn. This hmm. um, looks stunning. This, and uh, you know something, I wasn't going to get a pro, mm-hmm. but I saw this and I was like, oh, should I maybe get a pro in the new year? Yeah. Shall I an attempt? See, that's, <laughs> that's like, one of the things that's kind of like, aside from the fact that now that I've just got you know, like a new TV and I can take advantage of, of the, the, the extra power that the pro's got, we're now starting to get into the area where games are going to be coming out over the next year or two that look like they would really take advantage of the extra power um horizon zero dawn being the first one and then you've got like god of war and, and games like that that are coming out that look like mm. they really would benefit from being played in 4k or 1800p or whatever it is that, that they're finally going to be mm. running out um yeah that game looks amazing doesn't it yeah it does that, that original trailer showing it to my wife and she was like what what, what do you do? You're like, that that's yeah. amazing. So, oh, you, you know, <laughs> she was just like, she just couldn't believe it. This, we just the you know, the landscape and the just scenes. And I, that really, that trailer sort of just went, mm, yeah, maybe a pro, maybe if it comes down in price, because I reckon it will do when Scorpio comes out. I've got a feeling it mm. might drop. So I think that's maybe the right time to maybe, pick up. Yeah, stay competitive. Yeah. 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 I mean, the jury is will be out until people have actually got their hands on it and can play it. Whether Guerrilla Games can write a compelling story, because they mm. haven't managed to through their previous games. Um, but this looks more 
striking and more original than any of their previous games have, and the journalists who've managed to get hands-on with it um, have, you know, they've they've said that it plays well as well. So we'll see, I guess, with that one. And Gran Turismo Sport got a trailer as well. That's about it. Yep, it got a stunning trailer. Mm. Uh, I am really excited for that. It, like, we know that Gran Turismo games, regardless of what they look like, are going to play well. Um, they're not always particularly accessible because they're very much on the slightly more simmy side. They're probably not quite as hardcore as like iRacing or Assetto Corsa, but definitely at that end of the spectrum. Um, but yeah, having seen that trailer now, like that game, because that was all gameplay footage, wasn't it? It was no, it wasn't like pre-rendered CG, um, and it looks phenomenal. Uh, and it's going to have VR support on select tracks with select vehicles. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it looks it looks really good. Um, and it's about goddamn time because we've had Drive Club's good, a good game. Hmm. Don't get me wrong, I, I I really like Drive Club, but it's not not the greatest racing game out there it's one of the nicest looking but it's not the greatest um, and apart from that we've had Project Cars which had its own problems Assetto Corsa is now on PS4 as well which is you know it's pretty good um, but PlayStation hasn't had like it hasn't like there's been a Forza game every year like so we've had three Forza games uh, on uh, we had three Forza games on Xbox One uh, Forza 5 Horizon Forza 5, Forza 6, and Forza Horizon And Forza 3. Horizon 2. Oh, four. Yeah, so four. Oh, so Forza four. Horizon 2 came out on both. Yeah, yeah, so it's been four. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, so there's been four Forza games, and the last one, Green Gran Turismo 6, came out after the PlayStation 4 really launched, but because it had been in development for like four or five years, um, it only came out on PlayStation 3, and looked really good for a PlayStation 3 game, but it's still a PlayStation 3 game, so it had its own limitations. So PlayStation 4's been without its sort of like tentpole first party racing game. So it's nice to see uh, Gran Turismo back. It's not a full Gran Turismo game. It's slightly more stripped down. It's more based on motorsport rather than your traditional buying an old second-hand 1980s Nissan Sunny and doing it up until you can actually afford something nice. Um, I presume we'll get one of those fully-fledged Gran Turismo games at some point, but that'll probably be another four or five years, given how long <laughs> Polyphony take to make games. Yeah, PlayStation 6. Yeah, PlayStation 6, yeah. But yeah, that's another one that looks like it's taking full advantage of the power that the Pro offers. Um, mm. It's definitely going to be the first-party games that I think uh, to look at to see what that console can do. Um, more so than third parties, although they're you know doing their, they're doing a decent job of supporting it as well. We've seen a lot of updates coming out recently for games like uh, Deus Ex and Watch Dogs and um, Final Fantasy 15 and and uh, Titanfall 2 and things like that. Mm. But um, it's definitely those those first party games and um, mm. stuff like Horizon and, and Gran Turismo Sport are the games that <clears throat> that look like they're going to be taking advantage of that power the most. Yes. It's interesting though because the pros replaced all the all the old PlayStation 4 on the advertising. Yeah. So you used to see, you know, when it goes PlayStation at the end, it used to be the old PS4. Now it's the, it's the pro version of it mm. that they're showing off. So there seems to raise a bit of a push for it. Yeah. Well, they want to sell them, don't they? Hmm. 
Because I guess hmm. I guess the more PlayStation yeah. 4 Pros there are out there, the more reasons there are going to be for third-party developers to actually make patches for their games to support uh, PS4 Pro. Hmm. There is, I mean, but we just reached, I mean, today, as we're recording, we just announced we've sold 50 million. Uh, yeah, 50 million PlayStation 4s. Um, yeah. Across all both. together, yeah. Yeah, all together, um, which is... Hmm. I don't know what Xbox One is at the moment because they stopped releasing those numbers, but yeah, it's something like ten to fifteen million behind, I think. Something like that. Estimate twenty four yeah. million, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah, the Xbox mm. started doing a while ago, didn't they? The active users thing. So how many people are actively using Xbox Live instead of reporting sales figures? So yeah, that's more important. This, yeah, yeah, I guess for them. Um, yeah. Anything else, or should we move on to the Naughty Dog stuff? Yeah, move on. Okay. Uh, the, yeah, last move two, on. the big games out there. So, yeah, the big announcements were two kind of surprising. One out of the blue, one that had been rumoured but was still kind of surprising. Um, first of all, Uncharted The Lost Legacy um, is coming out uh, next year. Uh, apparently, I uh, don't know when next year, but apparently it's the, it's, it, they're, they're aiming to bring it out next year. It's a standalone DLC, so kind of like um, the uh, expansion for The Last of Us, um, or, or like uh, Infamous First Light uh, was mm. a standalone from Second Son. You won't have to have the, 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 the full, you won't have to have Uncharted 4 to play it. Uh, it's set after the events of Uncharted 4. And won't feature Nathan Drake, which is you know a first for the Uncharted okay. games. Um, so it features um, uh, what's her name? Um, is it Chloe Fraser? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to be playing as Chloe Fraser, who is Nathan Drake's ex-girlfriend. She was last seen in Uncharted Two. Um, and uh, it's also going to have uh, Nadine. Who is featured quite heavily in Uncharted 4, and I think she—I don't know—I can't remember if she was in one of the other ones as well, but she was in quite—she was quite heavily in uh, Uncharted 4. Um, I don't know who is heading this one up. I don't think it's Neil Druckmann. No, I don't know. Oh, okay. Cause they're doing the they're doing they something announced. else. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. I, they, I mean, there's, I saw an eight-minute-long gameplay trailer. Um, it looked a little bit different. Like it's, it, it seemed to lean. At least this gameplay section itself leaned a little bit more heavily on the stealth elements than even Uncharted 4 did, um, mm. which is kind of good because those elements were a welcome addition on Uncharted 4. It was nice to be able to stealth your way around rather than mm. just gunning everyone in sight down. Um, yeah. They've said that they're going to concentrate a little bit more on some of the stuff they brought in Uncharted 4 as well, like this sort of like open linearity or whatever the phrase was they had for that, where it's sort mm. of like still pushing you in a general direction, but you have far more large open environments in which to explore um, and take on the challenges mm. in any way that you want, rather than just going down an endless corridor, as had been the case in a number of, well, most of the other Uncharted games. Um, did you guys see the trailer for this? I did. Yeah. It looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. Ooh. Looks brutal. Seems faster. I, don't, I haven't played Uncharted 4, so I don't know what the combat's like in that, but it seems faster 
uh, more brutally in the combat and there was just almost a hint of like, you, I don't know if it's going to be co-op or something, but there was a hint of like, you can combine moves yeah. right at the end when we knock the guy off the building. Yeah. Well, there was elements of that in um, Uncharted 4 uh, as well, like, um, and in The Last of Us as well, isn't there? Like, where mm. Ellie would sometimes come to your aid in a moment of need. Um, and the same thing with um, with Sam Drake in Uncharted 4. Um, and to be honest, like, it happened in the other ones as well. Like, Sully would come and help you out in the older Uncharted games if you were in a bit of a bind sometimes. That's true. Um, yeah. You just seem more fluid, though. Yeah, just well, a Chloe um, looks like she's a far more nimble character than yeah. Nathan Drake was. Um, so maybe it'll play a little bit differently. It's, it's nice to see them take that in a slightly different direction. I thought they were going to be completely done with Uncharted. I'm glad they're not telling any more Nathan Drake stories because Uncharted yeah. 4 wraps that up in a really nice way and I didn't want to see any more Nathan Drake. Um, this is Uncharted what made game. me... Th- think is this their like way of subtly introducing Uncharted as a franchise like without Nathan Drake kind of so the first steps in like that kind of turning it into its own thing almost maybe um, and it's like it's like a softer way of just doing it outright by having new characters it's kind of introducing it via a character at least partly familiar with well if that's what they're doing then there's a lot of things that they could do with that I mean like as, you know, with, uh, as well as telling stories yeah. of some of these side characters like Chloe and Nadine, you could have an Uncharted game that's set before um, Sully meets Nathan Drake, where you're playing as a younger Sully. Or, yeah. Or, you know, something like all that. sorts there's, of stuff. There's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of very memorable characters. Yeah. yeah. And if they continue yeah, to, to make good games, then, you know, why the hell not? Exactly. It's a decent franchise, so. I mean, it's still. I, 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 I like. I still kind of like like the way that Naughty Dog used to do things, where it's like PlayStation One, they made Crash Bandicoot games. PlayStation Two, yeah. they made uh, Jack and Daxter games. Yeah. PlayStation Three was Uncharted, and then I thought when PlayStation Four came out, they would make something new. Um, it doesn't look to be the case, but I don't know. They've yeah, grown up a lot as mm-hmm. both storytellers and game developers, mm. so. Um, I'm looking forward well, it's, to that. Uh, it's new within the universe, is that there? So, yeah. So maybe they want to take different techniques and different tales within that whole world rather than creating a whole new universe and new world and then just follow different stories, different threads. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess while we're on the subject of that, um, the biggest surprise, maybe not quite such a surprise of the evening, definitely the, the moment that got the largest roar from the audience, uh, was the reveal of The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Um, so... So what we see, basically what we can see from the trailer is that um, well, you don't really see much, uh, but Ellie is older, apparently she's 19 now, set five years after the events of Uncharted's um, Uncharted 1. It's probably it's a bit of a spoiler to anyone who hadn't played the first Uncharted because you now know that neither Joel or Ellie die in the course of uh, Uncharted <laughs> 1. Uh, Uncharted 1, um, The Last of Us 1. The Last of Us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't see a huge amount. They've, apparently they've come out and said uh, afterwards, like, if uh, The Last of Us 1 was sort of a tale of love, sort of like a tale of, like, 
um, fatherly daughterly love between uh, the, the blossoms between Joel and Ellie um, Uncharted 2 they've said uh, why am I saying Uncharted uh, The Last of Us Part 2 is going to be a story of hate um, so I'm in two minds about this um, me too my initial reaction was why um, because the la- we, we've all played The Last of Us right yeah yep so, won't say anything in case listeners haven't played it, but the last, just the first one ends so perfectly. It's yep, got totally. a it's like, tonally perfect, bittersweet ending. Yeah, um, I was just about to say, bittersweet was exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. It was and perfect for that game and that story. Yeah, uh, I like. I loved the way that, that game ended, and I thought, right, that's it, that's great. That story is wrapped up. We don't need anything more than that. It doesn't need any subsequent... You know, DLC or anything to carry on the story it ended perfectly and I always thought I would love them to make another Last of Us game but have different characters have it set around yeah. in the same universe but set around different characters maybe in a different part of the world or something like that that would be great yeah. so I'm unsure about that but at the same time I if anybody could make a decent sequel to a game that probably didn't need a sequel um, it's Neil Druckmann like, yeah, and he kind of came out and said something like that, didn't yeah. he? Said everyone's worries, like we get it, fans are worried, and we're just as worried, so we'll make sure we won't mess it up, kind of thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, one sort of caveat to that is the fact that um, Bruce um, Straley, I can I can never remember his surname. It was like. Um, Neil Druckmann was in charge of the, the storytelling and everything like that, and, and Bruce was in charge of the gameplay. He's now he's not he's gone on a two-year sabbatical, so he's not going to be involved okay. in that part of it. So it's now just Neil Druckmann heading it up. Um, I guess gameplay was already nailed. Um, <clears throat> they don't need to change too mm. much about that from the, from the first one because, well, I, I I I love that game unconditionally, so I've got no problems with the gameplay at all. Um, the main concern is is whether they can tell a compelling enough story to actually make it, you know, make it worthwhile yeah. continuing that story. Uh, and yeah, I, there's not many people I would trust to do that, but Neil Druckmann is definitely one of them. Mm. So on the positive side, it's eight years away apart from the original, isn't it? So there's a significant uh, amount of time years. difference. Is it five years? Is it now? Five, five, five years. Yeah. Oh, no, hang uh, on. I don't. Know, I can't remember how old she was supposed to be in the first one, but she's 19 in this one. Right. So Joel will be even more old and grizzled than mm. he was in <laughs> in the first yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is, I loved the trailer. The trailer just looked amazing. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that she's playing the guitar and it's like Joel walks in. I mean, there's some speculation that he is dead. That's why she's yeah, here. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And that, that's this is the that could be interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, we can't really talk about our um, speculation as to why that might be without spoiling the end of the first one. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see why, given how the first one ends, that might be a possibility, and Ellie might be then. Seek because they've confirmed hmm. that you are going to be playing as Ellie in this one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she could be seeking revenge against 
whoever may or may not have killed Joel, if that is true. Yeah. Wow, that would make it pretty heavy. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, mean, even heavier than it was to begin with. Wow. I hadn't even thought about that. Well, I mean, we're going yeah, to... this, on this YouTube, one's... there's a few people that have made videos about it and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Like theories, worth checking out. But this one is going to be... At least two years away, I'd probably say. Yeah, I think summer 2018, because yeah. that's when they released the they released the first one in the summer, didn't they? It was quite in there, June, I think. Yeah, was, there was a so. good two years before they showed that. Well, when mm. they fo- showed the first trailer for The Last of Us, it wasn't like a CG trailer or anything like that. It was like no. it was full gameplay. It was like the hotel section um, where you're fighting through like a few floors of the hotel against a group of raiders. Uh, that was yeah. that initial trailer, that initial fucking brutal trailer they first showed. And even at that point, that game was like two years off um, coming out. So, yeah, I'd say 2018, maybe even 2019. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's Yeah, it, it may be towards the end of the PlayStation 4's life cycle, if, that, if, if console life cycles are a thing anymore. But, um, yeah, it's something to look forward to, even if it may be in the long distant future. Um, what do you guys think to the fact that it's not something that's unique to Sony? Uh, Microsoft do do it as well, um, but showing trailers for games to get people excited for an upcoming game that is clearly several years away from being ready. Uh, I don't really. I don't like it to be honest. I kind of like where Microsoft went a couple of years ago with some things where they were showing it off at E3 and it was out that year. Um, I guess Bethesda kind of did it with uh, Fallout 4, didn't they? Yeah. People assumed like they, they were they working on like, it. But yeah, there were rumours and stuff like that, but they were like, we're making yeah. uh, Fallout 4, it's out in six months. Yeah, I prefer that because it stops all this stupid hype. It stops like a No Man's Sky situation. Yes. Like. In, but in a couple of ways, if Hello Games had only had six months to talk about that game, they wouldn't have had an, as much time to s- answer as many stupid questions, kind of. And there mm. would have been less. Because, like, you look, there's years and years worth of interviews of um, the main guy at Hello Games, like, saying all sorts of garbage that wasn't in that game. But he only had yeah. six months from announcement to release. It would have been in crunch time for, like, three or four of those months and then they would start hitting the trail and it kind of yeah. helps that hype scale. I prefer it that way to be honest. I'm kind of sick of this long tail mm. stuff. It doesn't really work as much now. I feel like people aren't as hyped by the time it actually comes and it just becomes a running joke sort of thing. I mean certain games that they've shown like uh, it will be by the time it comes out it will have been just over a year since we first saw um, anything of um, Horizon Zero Dawn um, so that's a little bit more acceptable and then there were other games that they showed off that they that, uh, you know, they showed off at the PlayStation experience that are definitely coming out next year uh, although there were some of the slightly smaller ones like so apparently uh, this new um, Uncharted DLC is coming out next year, but that's only like a six-hour-long standalone expansion. It's not like a full game. Um, mm-hmm. Wipeout, but again, that's sort of just a remaster of an old series of games. They did show a good number of games that are definitely coming out next year. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of like 
Um, one thing I did say that was this see that was kind of like conspicuous with this absence is um, uh, that sort of like biker zombie apocalypse game. Oh, E3. Last days or something. Wasn't Last it? days, um, yeah. Something um, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when they first showed the trailer for that, I was like, mm, I'm not too sure about this to be honest. They're like, just masses of zombies and emptying clips of bullets into them and things like that. It looked a little bit silly. Uh, days gone. It, days gone. That's, that's what it's yeah, called. Sorry. That's what it's called um, yeah. And they didn't show any of that at the PlayStation Experience. You've got no idea when that's supposed to be out. Is that a 2017 game or what? I don't know. No. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm struggling to think of stuff from E3 this year that they showed off for the first time that I'm still kind of... I mean... Well, there was like Titanfall and Battlefield. Uh, they're already out. Um, Persona 5. God of War? God of War, yeah, that, that was an E3 game, wasn't it? Yeah, but again, yeah. that's when is that coming out? Oh, that, I have no idea, that's, yeah. That's probably not next year, that's probably going to be a 2018 game. But speaking of that, Scalebound's another one as well, because wasn't that... Wasn't they? Didn't they show that off at the like right near the the beginning of the Xbox One's life lifetime? Yeah, yeah, I think originally. with the first E3, yeah, where yeah. those consoles were showing off. Then it kind of missed a couple, and then it was there last year. Looking yeah, a and bit it's crappy, and it's still not out. Considering Platinum have been churning out other games. Yeah, Platinum have been churning out a lot of games. Yeah, um, Crackdown Three as well was another one that that got yeah. shown. I think that got shown at the Xbox One's announcement conference. Yeah, because uh, it was now, one of those that would uh, use the power of the cloud. Yeah, it's and then it's talk about back and it's been through development hell, and now it's not coming out until whenever the Scorpio comes out. So, mm -hmm. like, getting on for four years into the into the console cycle. Yeah, it's insane. Like, it's too long. Yeah, Should I wish. Have just left it. Sony are probably, at least at the moment, a little bit more guilty of it than Microsoft, but I wish that both of them would just cut it out. Mm -hmm. um, you know who doesn't do this? Nintendo. Nintendo don't do this nonsense. No. Like, yeah. Breath of the Zelda. Wild. No, yeah, but that's yeah. still going to be like, we didn't see anything of that until E3. And by the time E3, the next E3 rolls around, that game will be out. So from first being shown it to that game being out was less will be less than a year. That's true. Well, yeah, from properly showing it, I guess from first reveal, it was first shown off two years ago at the Game Awards. Was it? Yeah, we go. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was first shown at the Game Awards, a brief thing, I think. It, I, we didn't see anything of like but yeah, what actual the, gameplay was. We didn't later, see any yeah. actual gameplay anything until E3 of this year. So, oh, it was announced in 2013. Oh wow! Apparently. That's I don't what remember Wikipedia's that. Telling me. There's just there's a lot of lot of games floating about out there at the moment, mostly on the Sony side that are like look really interested. Um, like uh, Wild, the the game from um, Michel Ancel, uh, his like new studio is it Black Sheep or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. That's been sort of floating about for the last couple of years. Still got absolutely no idea when that's coming out. And it's kind of like it's, it's it feels like a little bit of a cheap move um, by uh, by these these console manufacturers. But like we've got these exclusive games coming out at some point. Please buy into our ecosystem. 
the game will yeah. come out probably at some point. Please buy our console. That's how I. <laughs> that's how I kind of felt about last year's E3 when everyone's like, "Oh, hands down, Sony won it. They showed off all this great stuff." And it's like, still to this day, mm. only a handful of those games have come out. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah, Last Guardian's finally out. We only had to wait so nine years. <laughs> they might have won a press conference, but they kind of didn't win the year, arguably. Nobody this, like, wins press like conferences. You know what I mean, though? Like People like to talk about it. Like, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Kind of it's, into it's the silly. hype cycle, doesn't it? It's, like, nobody, it's all part of that cycle. Nobody wins press conferences. We all yeah. lose. <laughs> yeah, except we all except have Nintendo. to wait. <laughs> Yeah, we all yeah we have to wait indeterminate amounts of time. Sometimes ridiculous numbers of years. Sometimes, like, well, yeah, with the two games out now in the space of a month that have been one in development for nine years in uh, the Last Guardian, and then Final Fantasy Fifteen, which has been in development for a decade. Um, just stop it. Mm-hmm. If the game's nowhere near ready to be, if, if the game's still years away, don't just keep it under wraps. Like uh, people, we saw the reaction from uh, E3 with, like we were saying, with Bethesda, like announcing Fallout 4 and um, showing that it's going to be out in six months' time. That's great. They did a similar thing with a slightly longer time scale with Skyrim. There was yeah. maybe a year, um, possibly a bit less than that, between Skyrim being announced and Skyrim being out. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Doom was a year. Maybe less than a year. Um, it's not always the case because no idea when we're going to get um, prey. But uh, uh, on the uh, whole, they're tending to try and keep things under wraps until they're some somewhere you know within a year or so away from release. Um, and on the whole, that seems to be a thing that the, the other big publishers are going with. Maybe not Ubisoft. Um, although they've toned it down a little bit now, um, they don't. They, they tend not to announce games too far ahead for when they're coming out. But the big, like Microsoft and Sony, especially Sony at the moment, it's getting a little bit out of hand, and I just like them to tone it down a bit. Yeah, same. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, agree. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought it was a strong PlayStation experience. Um, there was one thing that another thing I just wanted to mention quickly that was a little bit conspicuous by its absence was no again no more news of the uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, remake. Um, news has come out about it subsequently because next year is the 30th anniversary of Final Fantasy and so they're bringing out lots of big box sets. They're um, remaking um, Final Fantasy XIII trilogy um, in like full 1080p 60 frames a second and bringing that out on PlayStation 4. Uh, they're bringing out a collection on one disc of Final Fantasies 1 through 9. Um, there's a remake yeah. of Final Fantasy 12 and, and whatnot, and etc. Uh, etc. Et uh, they have also confirmed that um, the big part of the 30th year anniversary celebration is that the first, at least the first part of Final Fantasy 7 remastered, or the remake, or whatever they're calling it, is coming out next sort of like autumn time. Um, but no mention of that in the PlayStation experience, and given the. Uh, um, Response when they first announced that the first time we thought they might have mentioned that or maybe given us an update on what the hell is going on with Shenmue 3, but again, nothing. Oh, yeah, that's another one that was this year, wasn't it? We've seen oh, nothing yeah. since, Ab- heard absolutely nothing since then. Unless they've been updating their Kickstarter page, I've no idea. 
<laughs> I, I would have thought you would have heard of it if they had been. Yeah, it probably would have. If anything major had happened, it would have been all over the, the, the gaming press, but we've heard nothing. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, some exciting things coming up at some point in the future. Um, and then some interesting games and remakes and remasters coming out in very soon. Uh, and at least one decent looking new IP first party exclusive with uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn coming out March, is it? February some, yeah, March. Yeah, yeah. So we've got some stuff to look forward to in the near future, a lot of stuff to look forward to possibly in the distant future. But, um, overall, it, it, was, it was pretty good. I just hope that when... Um, Next year's conferences start to roll around. You know, when we get to E3 next year, they've actually got some concrete dates set for some of these games, and they're not three years away. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, going to the same old Gives stuff. Gives you a clear backlog, though. Yeah, it does. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm building a second one at the moment. It seems for when I've cleared this one. <laughs> um, anything else we want to talk about before we wrap this up? No, I think it's just a pretty no, solid no. show. Yeah. Uh, right, well, I guess that will wrap up then this little discussion of the, the Game Awards and the PlayStation experience. Um, as always, if you want to get in contact with us, let us know your thoughts on, on the, the Game Awards and the PlayStation experience and what you think of the the announced upcoming games. And, you know, what you think about um, PlayStation uh, and Sony announcing games years and years in advance, whether you think it's it's good or bad, um, or any other feedback you've got to give us, then um, you can contact us through the usual means. Uh, you can drop us an email through lapsedgamerradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter at lapsedgamer. Um, you can like and leave comments on our Lapsed Gamer Radio Facebook page and add yourself to the LGR Community Facebook group. Uh, you can check out Lapsed Gamer YouTube channel as well as our occasional Lapsed Gamer Twitch channel broadcasts. Are you going to be streaming any uh, Dead Rising? Uh, probably, yeah. I'll try to at some point. Yeah, so. Uh, it took forever to install, which was a pain. <laughs> I don't know why. Just one of those. Well, it's a lot of uh, zombie so yeah. assets they've got to load in, I guess, and, and silly <laughs> yeah. weapons. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, look forward to that. Um, and, of course, for more additional content uh, any more information about episodes and our contact details, you can uh, head over to our LGR blog, which is at lapsedgamer.com. Um, finally, you can find all of our podcast episodes to stream or MP3 download at our Podbean web address, which is lapsedgamerradio.podbean.com. Uh, also, be so kind as to subscribe and review Lapsed Gamer Radio on iTunes. And I guess all that's left to be said is uh, thanks for listening today and goodbye. Bye. So long.